0: Throughout history, there have been folk tales and stories passed down through the generations, scaring men, women,
1: and children alike. Some taught lessons on the importance of having morals, while others are based more in truth than fiction. This is Prestigious
0: Mind's Scaretober Special. Subscribe for free on your podcast player of choice by following the link below. How's it going,
1: Rob? Pretty good,
0: Jeremiah. How's it going? I am doing pretty well. I got some new coffee, put it in the French press, and I was enjoying some of that. So, Ooh. Well, what kind of coffee was it? It's a Costa Rican from Portland Coffee Roasters.
1: Nice. Was it um
0: mild, medium, light, whatever it is? What I mean? believe it was a mild roast, medium roast.
1: You know, I, I used to like darker roasts but i seem to to i don't know it's kind of like kind of the same way with beer i used to like dark a whole lot but now it's, uh, you know i'm drinking more ipas and i see myself drinking more lighter roast coffee
0: i used to do the same thing well at least for for coffee I used to drink like midnight black coffee and then i was like you know what i'm gonna try something different and i looked up something i was like you know they always talk about like when you cook vegetables like I guess in like a stew or something, the juice is what has all the vitamins and nutrients because you like cook it out of the vegetables. Right. And I was like, wouldn't the same be true for coffee with caffeine? And so I looked it up and apparently the lighter the roast, the more caffeine it has. But you, all, you, you, you always think that, Oh, this is super dark coffee, super bold, you know, flavor must be all caffeinated. You're probably getting significantly less caffeine than a very light blonde roast. And the flavor profile, me, personally, I think Super Bowl coffee now is a little unpleasant. It has to be done just right. And even then, to me, that over-the-top bitter flavor just tastes burnt
1: to me. Same. It's really hard to get a – like, it's hard for me to differentiate the difference between the chocolatey, you know, that bold coffee taste and burnt coffee.
0: I guess the true – the saying, like, goes for, like, coffee and other, you know, strong drink – of any flavor. It's like, Oh yeah, you can get hints of berries and earthy tones and chocolate and nutty caramel flavors out of the coffee. And it's like, how do you, how do you get fruity notes out of coffee? I got the most perfect cup of coffee the other day. of the French press. I must've had the heat just right, the temperature and whatnot. And It literally had a berry-ish type flavor and scent to it. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool.
1: Uh, I'm the same way. I've never got that, that. Oh, it's got hints of citrus and elderberry. I don't know. Some daffodils. And I've never got that. Maybe I've just been brewing coffee wrong my whole life. Probably.
0: One more fact about coffee before we go off into this episode. So when you use hot water... It actually has a certain type of chemical reaction with the bean, like the enzymes in the bean, and that's what produces your more bitter, you know, acidic flavor. In cold brew, if you actually have a cold brew that didn't steep longer than 24 hours and it was properly ratioed, actually can end up being sweet tasting. Not like sweet sugar, but like sweet berry, you know, because most time berries aren't super sweet. They're kind of tart, but they have that sugary flavor. So. Right. That's how coffee can actually be if you do the cold brew correctly and it won't have that super bitter acidic flavor in it.
1: Well, how about that?
0: So, on this episode for Scaretober, we are going to be telling the tale of Little Red Riding Hood. There was a girl that was deeply adored by everyone, but not anyone loved her and adored her as much as her own grandmother. And one day, Little Red Riding Hood's mom was baking and said, Take this loaf and to your grandmother and don't forget the cup of butter. I heard that she's not feeling very well. Maybe this will cheer her up. So at once, Little Red Riding Hood set out towards her grandmother's house. She's singing and skipping, and it's a very long winding path. And, and as she's walking on the path, a wolf appears. The wolf asked her where she might be headed. The girl, not knowing what danger she was in, she told the wolf, I'm going to go deliver this loaf of bread and butter to my grandmother. The wolf asked how, where she lived. And Little Red Riding Hood replied and said, Yes, she lives just past the woods in the first house on the edge of the village. And then the wolf proposed, Well,
1: I will go this way. And you go that, and we'll see who gets there in no time flat. The wolf, knowing a shortcut, hurried his
0: way through the woods. Meanwhile, the girl kept taking the long, curvy path and stopping here to pick flowers, thinking that she might be, they might be great for the grandmother and cheer her up and dancing and having all kinds of folly in the fields. The wolf has made it to the grandmother's house and knocked at the door, and the grandmother asked,
1: Who is it? It's me, me, Little Red Riding Hood. My mother sent me to bring you bread and butter.
0: Then the grandmother said,
1: Unlatch the door,
0: and come in, for I am too weak to get out of bed. At once, the wolf let himself in, and ate the grandmother all up. No No warning at all. And then, he was waited and he decided i'm gonna dress up in grandma's clothing and climb into bed and wait for little red riding hood thinking of how delicious she might taste little red riding hood realizing that she's taking way too long by playing in the fields getting distracted chasing butterflies and finally she arrives at the grandmother's house and knocks at the door the wolf once again softened his voice
1: who is it
0: Little Red Riding Hood replied, It is me, Little Red Riding Hood. My mother sent me to bring you bread and butter. The wolf thrilled, said,
1: Oh, undo the latch and open the door, for I'm too weak to get out of bed.
0: Little Red Riding Hood, so excited, came in and looking at the wolf in her grandmother's nightdress, exclaimed, What big arms you have! All the birds to hug you with. Grandma, what big legs you've got. All the better to
1: run with my child. Grandma, what big ears you have. All the better to hear you with my child. Grandma,
0: what big eyes you got. All the better to see you with my child. Grandma, what big teeth you have.
1: All the better to eat you with.
0: And with this, the wolf leaped out of bed and ate the girl all up. <coughs> Ooh,
1: little gamey.
0: So the wolf, having been satisfied laid back down in bed to take a nap. Now not too far off, a local hunter was in the woods. He was sharpening his knife after getting a deer he had just killed. And hearing strange sounds coming from Grandma's house, knowing that she's ill and may be in trouble, he runs to the grandmother's house not too far away and bursts open the door. He sees a wolf laying in Grandma's clothing, sleeping on the bed. Immediately, he took action. He pulled out his knife and began slowly slitting the wolf's stomach open, pulling out Little Red Riding Hood and her grandma, which had almost suffocated to death at this point. The wolf woke up clenching his gutted stomach. Squirming in pain, then the hunter quickly reached up and slit the wolf's throat. And the wolf slumped over on the floor, and then Little Red Riding Hood, her grandmother, and the hunter were able to sigh of relief. They decided to sit down and eat the bread and butter brought to the grandmother. And everyone lived happily ever after. That was the story of Little Red Riding Hood. Rob, is there a moral to be learned from that fairy tale?
1: Yeah. I I would think you'd probably want to be a little more wary of your surroundings than Little Red Riding Hood was, you know. Uh, For one, it was a talking wolf. That would be red flag number one. Okay, well, there are some magical elements, I guess, in these stories. So, don't be too realistic now. So, uh, if you want to, I mean, break it down like, uh, you know, we should. I guess, you, you know, it's kind of don't... If something is, once again, too good to be true, don't expect it will be. Probably don't be lured away by, you know, people saying, oh, you know, this is going to be good for you, or I've got some candy, come closer, you know. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, that was kind of a quasi-summary
0: of the story that I gave. And I guess one minor detail is the idea is, like, he's going to go with her, but they're going to race to see who gets there first. And right. so it's kind of like the, the thing, and, the little and- game.
1: And probably don't tell people like telegraph your actions like that. Because he was like, "Where does she live?" And he's like, "I get two, I get two meals in one day." You know, that's exactly how predators would actually work. They're not just gonna be like snatch you up. They're gonna be like, "Okay, I'm gonna figure out how to get to your weak points. See if I can get more from my more bang for my buck."
0: Yeah, I think, I think you kind of hit it spot on. The the, don't stray from the known path or make folly. The wolf is uh represents like alluring tongue or devious actions for the betterment of the self so like someone's selfish taking advantage of someone that's yelling and naive or something like right that. or uh or something along those lines and i think charles even like kind of stated that
1: yeah it was probably if you if you, we think about the context of what was uh, 17th century i guess it would be more like okay there's people that try and take advantage of people from for many many reasons And maybe you have like a false mentor that's trying to say, hey, I can make your life better. Just listen to me. I'm going to show you these business dealings. And actually, they're just trying to take you for a ride. You know? Yeah. Maybe they're they're trying to get you to work for free or work for very little. On the promise of, oh, I'm going to teach you how to do this skill. But in reality, they're just making you do the, the, the grunt work.
0: Yeah. So maybe diving into the background a little bit, there, as most folk tells, there are many different similar versions of Little Red Riding Hood. Some of the pre-17th century versions um, from various European countries are significantly different from the uh, Grimm's inspired versions. So like French peasants told this in the 10th century. In Italy, it was told by peasants in the 14th century where a number of versions existed. And I believe the idea is kind of generally the same in these variations. It's... Uh, the idea is like, like we kind of already stated in the moral of the story, but those are like a little bit more gruesome. They're not always a wolf either. Like, I know that there's an East Asian version that has roots and it's a tiger, not a wolf. Some different versions of it. The wolf leaves the grandmother's blood and flesh for the girl to eat, who unknowingly cannibalizes her own grandmother. There's also another one where the wolf, like, asks her to toss her clothing into a fire, I guess, before he eats her because he doesn't want to eat her with the clothes. I know that there's one version where she climbs into bed with the wolf to take a nap, and he eats her then. There's one where she sees through the disguise and escapes, complaining to her grandmother that she needs to defecate and would not wish to do so in the bed. Yeah, so there is some some very... uh, Very strange endings to some of this. In that version, the wolf reluctantly let her go and tied a piece of string so she cannot get away. And the girl slips the string over something else and runs off. These versions, she uses her own cunning and isn't rescued by anyone. But in most cases, the red hood is existing. I know in the Grimm's version, they call her Little Red Cap, I guess, to kind of differentiate themselves and put their own twist on it. And instead of like bread and butter, it's like wine and bread, I think, instead of bread and butter. Yeah, um, but Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting tale, and there's actually a, a bunch of variations from all kinds of weird angles.
1: Yeah, it seems like it got around the... mean the the known world at the time like it was a it was a story apparently an important story to tell not just something for entertainment so i mean if you think about it maybe the wolf is not necessarily an exterior force it's more of a like yourself if you think of yourself as a little red riding hood and the and the wolf it's like if you're lazy or if you're just trying to bide your time or you're just playing around maybe that that wolf side of you is going to destroy maybe some of your relationships or maybe your future, you know?
0: You know, I want to go back to the idea that you were talking like someone not using someone to basically do the grunt work for them. I find it fascinating that the early renditions of this was passed around by peasants. Now, obviously, the, the way life worked back then was completely different, but I think that's kind of fascinating because you still had trades or skilled people, you know. I'm wondering if maybe part of that was don't you have to grow up now now i don't go off into this but it's a little different like we've talked about before where a childhood that we know it today isn't really quite the same as it used to be like our version of being a kid and growing up and playing and whatnot is not really what most people saw for the majority of time i think there's always been an element of that but not so much as the popular version that
1: we know today right i I think you're right in thinking like this was told by peasants. So maybe in their societies, they were not necessarily very trustworthy of each other because, you know, if you're just trying to get by, you can't afford to trust every person that comes along and be like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm going to help you out. Or we're going to play a game, you know, whatever it is. Maybe they're just trying to survive on their own. And if you think about the wolf, the wolf doesn't do anything nefarious for its own means. It does it for its survival. So maybe there's a reason they use the symbolism of the wolf or in the Asian case, the tiger. Yeah.
0: I think this is going to wrap up our third episode in the Skeertuber Prestigious Minds series. And this has been Little Red Riding Hood. And keep it spooky. Booga, booga, boo. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prestigious Minds. That concludes today's episode. If you've enjoyed the show, let us know how we can improve by leaving us a review on apple podcast you can find us on instagram and twitter at p minds pod and go give us a follow over there where we discuss and share photographs videos and anything visual related to the podcast and thank you for listening to prestigious minds